Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be looking at the March horoscope for 2022. Before we get started, I want to remind you all that I do study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. So if you're interested in learning more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there that talks about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, keeping in mind that the sidereal system of astrology uses the astronomical precise placement of the planets at any given moment in time. If your curiosity is further piqued and you would like to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings, and then chart to see where the plants were placed at the moment of your birth. So I have a disclaimer. For the last several days, I have no idea if I picked up a bug. I, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on inside of my system. My partner was also complaining about not feeling super well, so we may have picked something up together. But I have just been feeling so like headachey and like brain foggy and um, just not super well. And I've tried to continue to operate through it. I'm like, nope, I'm not getting sick. <laughs> and Like one of the days I was like kind of not feeling super well. And I decided to go on like a 3.5 mile run anyway. And then I ended up getting an ocular migraine and like being out for the rest of the day. And so I've been trying to not do that as much. Um, but I have to get this podcast out, right? Because it's publishing tomorrow and you all are expecting a March horoscope. And I want to deliver that for you all. So I'm sitting here and I'm going to record the March horoscope. But I just want you guys to know that I am super not feeling myself. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of out of it. I'm feeling really brain foggy. So I may not be as organized as usual. I may miss a detail. Like there may just be something that comes up. So please be forgiving. Please be patient. And again, I just really hope that this podcast can serve you well and support you in your month ahead because that is my intention. And I was thinking that some information is better than nothing and maybe some ethereal brain fog tangents are better than not having any information at all. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not planning on going on any tangents. I'm going to try to keep this straightforward. But again, just uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. So let's go ahead and get into the horoscope for March. So first of all, between the months of March and April, we are going to see some incredibly intense transits. And so if you follow astrology, you know that the bigger, slower moving planets, they have an impact on us globally, culturally, economically, it has a lot to do with global world affairs. The smaller planets can act as triggers, and they're definitely going to play a role. And we usually look at those for our month to month, week to week affairs. Speaking of which, if you are interested in hearing weekly horoscopes for your zodiac sign, you can sign up for Patreon. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast where I do weekly horoscopes to let you all know what the week is going to have in store for you according to your zodiac sign. So again, the slower moving planets, they take a while to move. <laughs> 
and they are going to have this profound impact on the world at large. Between March and April, we are going to see several. So on March 16th, this is probably the biggest transit of March, we will see Rahu and Ketu transition into the signs of Aries and Libra. This only happens once every 18 months. And so we are going to see the nodes shift. And I do have other podcasts on this. If you want to know how Rahu and K2 will impact you personally, I posted a public podcast maybe two weeks ago. And I've uh, talked quite a bit about this, particularly in the yearly forecast that I posted in January. But Rahu is about the individual. It's about the self. It's about personal leadership, personal identity. Aries is a combustible energy. It's a fire sign. It is a cardinal sign. So a lot changes, a lot happens. And again, it is focused on personal ego, personal self and leadership and authority. Rahu is moving into Aries. K2 is moving into Libra. Libra is the polar opposite. It's all about peace, diplomacy, harmony, coming together, justice, fairness, focusing on the other. When we look at a birth chart, the first house associated with the first sign of Aries is about the self, the personal identity. The seventh house associated with the seventh sign of Libra is all about the other and the spouse connection, you know, intimate partnerships. So beginning this month, we are going to see these matters come to the forefront. It's not like March 6th is going to happen and then everything is going to spontaneously change. We'll see it kind of roll out over the next couple of weeks. But this is a very big transition. And this will become increasingly important as we move through the year. Uranus is also sitting in Aries. And Uranus is all about revolution, change. It is a sudden spark. It has to do with electricity. It has to do with new inventions, innovation. But it also has to do with sudden, unexpected events. Rahu and Uranus being together in the explosive sign of Aries is something that we want to pay close attention to. All right. And again, as we move into 2022, when we get closer to the summer months, Rahu and Uranus are going to get increasingly close together. And that's when we want to be really, really mindful. So I want you all to have that on your radar. It's going to impact us globally. It's going to impact us personally, depending on where Rahu and Uranus are transiting in our chart. Um, so I do, I wanted to start our uh, segment together off with that and discussing the movement of Rahu and Ketu. And then of course, into April, we'll see Jupiter move into Pisces, Neptune move into Pisces, Neptune takes forever to transit a sign. So this is a huge deal. Saturn will peak its head into Aquarius for a few months. So we can expect to see a lot of change and a lot of transformation globally, culturally, interpersonally here in the next two months. So Coming back to March, sifting our awareness back to March, again, the biggest transit is going to be the Rahu K2 transition. And we are still going to be witnessing this planetary war between Mars and Venus. So Mars and Venus are going to be moving closely together, even through April. So through March, through April, we'll continue to see this battle 
between Mars, which is irritability, frustration, explosiveness, warlike tendencies, and Venus, which is diplomacy, harmony, um, coming together, you know, intimacy. And in March, Mars is in the sign of Capricorn. So we have Pluto, Mars, Venus, and Saturn in the sign of Capricorn pretty much for the entire month. And so let's talk about that. Because again, we discussed the quality of Mars. When Mars is in Capricorn, it becomes exalted. It becomes increasingly energized. All right, so Mars feels incredibly comfortable in the sign of Capricorn. Saturn is also comfortable in Capricorn. Saturn rules Capricorn. So it feels steady. It feels secure. Venus is trying to make its way through the sign of Capricorn being squeezed between Mars and Saturn pretty much all month. So this is difficult. This is part of why this month is going to be so difficult. Venus, again, is the planet of diplomacy. And it's being hemmed between these two harsh, malefic planets. So I do think that we will continue to see peace talks um, invited. I think that we'll continue to see people striving for diplomacy, striving for peace talks, striving for balance. I don't think that we're going to see a lot of headway in March. And I don't think, I think into April, we will also see continued strain and continued pressure. So um, there was... Uh, a little bit of time I was looking at, I believe it was around March 15th, where there may be potential um, peace talks or, or conversation or maybe an invitation. But again, just because of the climate that we're seeing at large, I think that we can expect to see continued intensity for March and into April. So as soon as Venus makes its way out of this planetary war, I think that we'll begin to see things lighten up a little bit. But again, that's going to be really into May. So um, please do have that on your radar. And hopefully this just helps explain some of the intensity that we've been seeing. The other aspects that I want to talk about is that for the last several weeks, most of the plants have been concentrated between Capricorn and Aquarius, and these are Saturn-ruled signs. Restricted, cold, cruel, you know, focus on government affairs, focus on economics. This is what Saturn has a lot to do with, particularly in Capricorn. This month, we're going to see planets start moving through Aquarius and into Pisces which is overall a beneficial thing because the closer we get to Aries and Taurus, the closer we get to being out of Kalasarpa Yoga. <laughs> so we're seeing planets starting to move um, towards that towards that area of the sky. And Pisces is a, it's a sweeter, more gentle sign. But I want to be honest and say, there are some tough nakshatras in the sign of Pisces. Purva Bhadrapada is between Aquarius and Pisces. Uttara Bhadrapada is in Pisces. And these two nakshatras bring about intensity. And so we're going to spend more time talking about that. But I do just want to take a moment to say, if you were born between March 14th and April 14th, your sun is in Pisces. 
So your birth month is coming up. We are entering Pisces season in March. So I want to say happy birthday. And we are so excited that you are here. And thank you so much for bringing your ethereal, creative, mystical, magical, psychic abilities (laughs) into the world. We are so, so, so grateful for all of our Pisces friends. So super excited about all of our birthdays, but kind of moving back to March and the intensity of March, um, because it is it is important to talk about. And I think that the symbolism is really important to uh, keep track of. And so we will see planets move through Purva Bajrapada and Uttara Bajrapada, we will see the sun move through these nakshatras, Mercury will move through these nakshatras, and Jupiter entered Purva Bajrapada on March 2nd. And so Purva Bajrapada and Uttara Bajrapada are lunar mansions, they're nakshatras, and if you look up at the sky and you find these lunar mansions, you'll see these four stars that form the shape of an altar. And so there is this association to sacrifice and to sanctity that's associated with these two nakshatras. But the symbol for them is that Purva Bhadrapada are the front legs of the funeral cot. Uttara Bhadrapada are the back legs of a funeral cot. And so we need to really think about what a funeral pyre represents. So I'll come back to that in a second. Purva Bhadrapada is the deity that it's associated with is Rudra and Lord Shiva. It's associated with destruction. It's a very chaotic energy. It's a very intense energy. It's a very spiritual nakshatra. Purva Bhadrapada is the epitome of tapas tapas is putting in work putting in effort maybe even putting in a level of suffering for a greater purpose for a greater meaning and so this nakshatra has this affiliation to moving through difficult times moving through darkness to find spirituality and to deepen their spiritual capacity But again, I just want to be straightforward with y'all. This is a very intense nakshatra. It is very chaotic. It's very unpredictable. It's very intense. And it is associated literally to fire and combustibility. Uttara Bhadrapada is represented by the serpent of the depths. Okay, the mysticism, magic. And it is going to be a softer energy than Purva Bhadrapada, but they come together as a pair. And coming back to this concept of the funeral pyre, when we think about what happens when we pass, right? I guess we all have different beliefs, but kind of sticking to the Vedic tradition is the material body and the material elements are being burned and they are changing shape and they are transforming. But the spirit soul that animated that material reality still exists and so we can get limited on what reality is when we only pay attention to the material but when we broaden our scope of perception and we can see the truth the all-pervading everlasting truth that resides you know within and beyond the material 
reality <laughs> expands, you know, fourfold. The things that we can see, the things that we can witness, what we encounter, how we experience the world, it begins to broaden when we open our mind to spiritual ideology and spiritual concepts. Because it's no longer just about this limited material experience and this limited ego that's going to last, you know, a fraction of a second here on earth. But we can begin to see the big picture. And oftentimes, that path to see the big picture, it requires some element of pain and sacrifice and surrender, which can be really difficult in modern society. And so together as a pair, Purva Bhajrapada and Uttara Bhajrapada have this connection, and they are incredibly spiritualizing nakshatras. And again, on a global level, they usually do bring about intensity. So I'm going to go through the dates. We're going to talk about things to focus on personally. And we're going to talk about what we can expect to see globally. I took these notes this morning to help me try to stay organized <laughs> through the debilitating brain fog. So please uh, stay with me. Let's hope that this goes well. So between March 5th and March 18th, the sun is going to be in Purva Bhajrapada. And this is, again, it's between... Aquarius and Pisces. And so on a personal level, this is definitely a time to be mindful with authority figures. This nakshatra, it is notorious for giving issues with authority, which I think we're definitely going to see globally. But again, on a personal level, be mindful with authority, be mindful with power struggles, avoid confrontation with you know, your CEO, your boss, it could even be your parents, if they're in an authoritative role for you. And your bosses, they may just be stressed out. You know, if you look beneath the surface, you may find that they're having personal struggles or having difficulties, it could also be that something comes up that is revealed in the workplace with them, or, um, you know, they're having their own difficulty that they need extra support on. So that is going to be a really important thing to keep in mind. This is also not the best time for new beginnings. Purva Bhajrapada is better for endings and for bringing things to a conclusion. And so like me, I'm in the process of house hunting and buying a house. Probably not the best time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super circumstantial depending on your birth chart, but if it's possible to wait, I would postpone any new um, initiation. So buying a new house, stepping foot, like signing a contract for a new house or buying a new vehicle or again, just starting any major project. And if you are wanting to bring something to a close or you are wanting to bring something to an end or something needs to be wrapped up, you know, strings need to be tied. This is a really, really good time for it. And things may feel intense. You know, we are a collective. So things that are happy collectively, they impact us personally. And so we may be feeling like we're questioning, you know, we may have these deeper questions that are coming up, like what is the purpose? What is the meaning? You know, it's like, we'll feel that um, desire to scale out, like I was talking about with Purva Bhajrapada, we're wanting to see the bigger picture, we're wanting to find the bigger meaning. And with the sun being here and Jupiter being here, I think that this is something that we'll be feeling globally, like what is the purpose? What is the meaning? Why is this happening? And then it could also be something 
personally that's going on in your life where you may feel like you're trying to play detective you know like what does this symbol mean what what does this number mean why did I you know spend $22 and 22 cents at you know the pet store like there may be things that come up that are acting as breadcrumbs so don't be afraid to scale out and don't be afraid to question because they're probably is deeper meaning there and so we are all going to be so much more open and receptive to these messages and to this symbolism and so be paying attention to the signs and symbols around you try not to stay zoomed in in your own limited you know perspective and identity try to allow yourself to zoom out see the big picture of things this is also going to be a time of really figuring out what is real in your life. Like I was talking about with the funeral pyre, you know, when the material is burned away, what is left to exist? What do you want in 10, 20, 30, 40 years? What are we getting caught up in? You know how sometimes in life it's like we get completely caught up in something and it takes all of our brain capacity and then when we zoom out or like four days later, it doesn't even matter anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Like you you see someone, they liked a photo on Instagram. You're like, why are they liking this photo? <laughs> do they? How do they know each other? Or maybe it's, um, you know, somebody did something passive aggressive at work or you had a little confrontation with a a friend or um, an acquaintance. It's like these little things happen and we don't have the full picture, but we jump to all of these conclusions. We, we can spin out and it takes up all of our brain capacity. And then again, four or five days later, we forget about it. It doesn't matter. It's not bothering us anymore. So this is a really amazing time to catch ourselves in those moments. You know what? None of this is within control. I can't control any of this. The best I can do is ask questions to gain clarity. But when I'm going to scale out, I'm going to see that this little tiny thing probably doesn't hold that much significance. I'm going to focus on what I can control. I'm going to trust that the universe is going to do what needs to happen. You know, the universe has divine timing. And a lot of the things that are happening, we don't really have control over. But I can promise you the universe plays in mysterious ways and whatever is meant to happen will absolutely happen despite how much we thrash around and argue <laughs> how much time we waste how much attention and energy we waste when we surrender and we trust that everything is going to play out exactly as it should everything's going to fall into alignment it frees up our brain capacity to focus on things that are actually going to change our life and actually benefit us that is the beauty of scaling out so Focus on scaling out. This is going to be incredibly helpful. From March 18th onward, um, the sun will be in Uttara, Vajrapada, which again, it's going to have a softer energy, but it's still going to have this connection to the serpent of the deep. So searching for meaning, uh, following the breadcrumbs, being open and receptive to messages and, and trust. And so on a global level, you know, this especially Purva Bajrapada, it is a deeper, darker nakshatra. It can certainly bring about issues with authority. I think that criticism of world leaders is going to be on the rise. I think that global leaders will have conflict. We're already, you know, seeing this 
um, emerge. I think that we'll just see it continue to intensify. And I think that what is really important to remember is that the ultimate truth through through fire, through destruction, through difficulty, truth is being revealed. And this doesn't take away from the pain and the uh, grieving um, and the fear, you know, like all of that is completely valid. And there is no excuse for a lot of the things that are happening. Um, and what is happening you know, it's going to reveal deeper truths about leaders. It's going to reveal deeper truths about society. When the the malfunctioning is revealed, when the injustice is revealed, it gives us solid opportunity and solid evidence that we need to really make a change and to begin moving towards this change. And when we scale out and we see, you know, the bigger transits, particularly Pluto and Capricorn, government structures are changing globally. Corruption is being revealed so that we can strive to make changes. You know, imbalances are being revealed in injustice. And so it is part of this process. And um, it is very difficult. And so again, I think that March is going to be very difficult. And I think that April will be very difficult as well as we discussed earlier. So that is going to be on the sun. So looking at Mercury, Mercury is let's look at the big transits for Mercury. So Mercury will enter Aquarius on March 6th until March 24th. And then Mercury is going to enter Pisces on March 24th until April 8th. Keep in mind that Mercury is debilitated in Pisces. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. Probably focus more on it in April, perhaps. But so Aquarius is March 6th to 24th. Pisces is March 24th towards April 8th. But let's look at the nakshatras. So between March 10th and March 18th, Mercury will be in Shatabisha. This is a wonderful time for vocalizing what we need to heal. And this is really significant because if we are not forthcoming and open about what we need to heal within ourselves, nothing will happen. And sometimes we know that something is going on. We know that we have an addiction. We know that we're struggling. We know that we have a fear. We know that we have a phobia about our health or about our job or about our relationship, but we keep it inside. And sometimes that can be beneficial, but other times it keeps us from actually moving. And the image that I just got in my mind is like a dam in a river. When you remove the dam, the river flows and the water is no longer stagnant. It can wash through. It's cleansing. Running water is known as being clean water. Stagnant water is known as being toxic water. So when we hold things in, it stagnates and it can begin to become toxin in our body, literally. But when we release and when we share and when we connect, it flows and it provides an opportunity of healing. And because Mercury is all about our language and our communication, this is a wonderful time to share and to connect and to vocalize if you feel like it's safe. It's a wonderful time for therapy meetings like AA meetings or, um, you know, like these 
support groups. It's also a wonderful time for coaching or getting support for couples if you're in relationship. So this is a really important thing to keep in mind. Between the 18th through the rest of the month, Mercury will be between Porva Bajrapada and Uttara Bajrapada. And so because Mercury is our mind, I want you to be really mindful about your thoughts and how your thoughts impact your body. What we think has a immediate impact on our hormones and our chemistry. If we're having negative thoughts, negative hormones are being released, right? Negative chemical reactions are going off. When we have positive thoughts and when we have uplifting thoughts, the opposite happens. Positive hormones, positive chemistry occurring. It provides a supportive and healthy environment for us to thrive. So really pay attention to how your thoughts are impacting your physical body and your reality. A shift in perspective, and I'm serious about this, a simple shift of perspective can take us completely out of suffering. So really try to keep that in mind as we move through this month, as as Mercury moves between Porva and Uttara Vajrapada after the 18th. And this is also a wonderful time for learning. It's a wonderful time to expand your knowledge. So picking up a new book, learning more about tarot, astrology, mysticism, magic, particularly, it's also a wonderful time for research, uh, learning more about a topic that you've been feeling passionate about. It is going to be a wonderful time to clarify the mind and purify the thoughts. And the final thing I'll say, again, because Mercury is our thought process, we may be feeling pulled between the spiritual and material. We may struggle, right? Like you may have done a lot of practice. You may have done a lot of coaching. You may have read a lot. You feel like you're evolving. There may be triggers that come up that really test that, <laughs> There may be triggers that come up that really bring us back into a wounded state, you know, bring us out of our higher self. That happens to everybody all the time. All right. It really does. Big emotions. It happens. And just have it on your radar. So if you feel yourself get triggered, if you feel that thoughts are coming up that are bringing you to a lower vibration, to a lower state, remind yourself of this transit. Try to turn your awareness back to trust, back to surrender. The universe has things handled. Focus on what we can control. Focus on what we can do to be a better person today. All right, moving in to Venus. So Venus is going to be in Capricorn for the majority of the month, but Venus will enter Aquarius on March 31st, and it will stay there until April 27th. So that's the big transit. <laughs> Looking at the nakshatras, Venus will be in Capricorn uh, between the 1st through the 11th in Uttara Ashada. Venus will be in Travana nakshatra in Capricorn between the 11th through the 24th. And then Venus will be in Danishta nakshatra through the 24th onwards. So all of these are held in Capricorn. Of course, Danisha moves into Aquarius as well. Globally, as I mentioned, this is super important because Venus has to do with diplomacy and democracy and fairness, uh, love and compassion, and it also has a lot to do with wealth and finances. As I mentioned, Venus between March 6th and March 28th will be hemmed between the malefics of Mars and Saturn. This is not auspicious for diplomacy and harmony. This is also... Um, 
potentially difficult for finances and the economy. So we may see fluctuations with the economy, we may see difficulties with finances globally, and personally. And again, I do think that there will be struggle for peace talks. I'm not saying that there won't be um, strives for peace or negotiations occurring. I just don't think that we'll come to a solid conclusion or that we'll find peace this month or next month. So keep that in the back of your mind and also think about the the finances and the economy. So if you have anything in the stock market, if you have anything invested, it's just a time to be extra careful. You know, cross your T's, dot your I's, make sure everything is in order and maybe make necessary changes if needed. So personally, let's focus on Shravana because this will be the next nakshatra that's a little bit longer. This is a wonderful time for communication in our personal relationships because Venus is also our intimate personal relationships. Our personal intimate relationships are getting squeezed between Mars and Saturn. So (laughs) hopefully, you know, all of you are doing well and there's nothing big that's coming up. But if we're in intimate partnerships, it can certainly bring about strain, difficulty, and pressure. There may be matters of finances that come up in relationship or investment that comes up in relationship and matters of communication. So if you are single, if you're dating, it is a time where passion is high. Passion is going to be heightened. And we are going to be thinking about what we want for the long term because Venus is in Capricorn. So we'll be thinking about commitments that we want to make that are lasting even if we're in relationship we may have that coming up what do we want for the long term is what we're in appropriate is this right so those thoughts may be coming up with mars and venus being so close together matters around control matters around irritability need to be navigated carefully try not to Uh, buy into arguments, try not to, you know, get into needless debate. Sometimes I know we can get into arguments for various reasons, but now's the time to really act with discernment when it comes to arguments, what is worth putting your time in, what isn't worth putting your time in and just know that at this time, a small argument can definitely snowball. So we need to be extra careful. Venus and Saturn are going to conjoin completely at the end of the month, I think it's around March 28th. I think it's March 28th. Um, Yes, it is. There may be matters around control. There may be matters around restriction. There may be difficulty in our personal relationships. And then again, globally, that is going to be a period of strain. So have that marked on your calendar around March 28th. Watch out for matters of control. Watch out for cold behavior. Try not to act out of cruelty you know, what can we do to serve one another? What can we do to support harmony if that is what, of course, we're wanting? So again, for Shravana, the 11th through the 24th, it's an excellent time to listen, to share, to try to promote communication. If turbulence arises, make sure that you completely understand the situation before acting. Try not to make assumptions about your people. So it could be an intimate partner. It could also be a close friend or a business partner. So Try not to jump to conclusions, try to ask questions, try to get clarity, try not to react, right? Make an educated response after having a 
conversation. I do want to say that it's also a very important time to communicate. Like we were talking about earlier, if something is inside of you stagnating, that can definitely create complications. So it's a time to be open and communicative and share what's on your mind. If there's been an important talk that's been needing to happen, again, it's pretty intense up there in terms of the cosmos. So it could definitely spur an argument or tension. But if it's handled delicately, now could be a time to have those conversations. When Venus moves into Danishta, this is definitely going to bring about a more intense energy. Danishta is ruled by Mars. And I think that it can bring about a lot of passion. It can bring about a lot of excitement. You may even meet someone at this time who really catches your eye and again who really inspires you but be mindful of grass is greener mentality be mindful of general dissatisfaction and be mindful of arrogance in the relationship as well we've all may be prone to a little bit of arrogance we may be prone again to thinking "Mm, maybe I could do better maybe this maybe that and that's for you to decide no one knows your life better than you know it so Just know that these thoughts may be coming up and we want to be really careful. We want to stay rooted in love. We want to stay rooted in compassion and not let our egos, you know, take the wheel. So the final thing that I'll say is that Jupiter is entered Porva Bajrapada. When you're listening to this, Jupiter entered Porva Bajrapada on March 2nd and Jupiter's truth. Jupiter is the guru. It's the teacher. It brings lightness to dark. So we are going through a grand awakening and truth is coming to the surface. I think that we are going to experience a lot of surprising truths that come out in regards to world leaders, in regards to authority. And Jupiter is also nearing Neptune, right? And so this combination, we've talked about it before, it can bring truth to light, It can help illuminate truth, Um, but Neptune is also delusion and it can be deception. It's also clairvoyance and spirituality. So it's that interesting time where we're seeing this dichotomy between awareness and awakening and insight and then disillusionment and difficulty in knowing what's real. So we'll, we'll move between that with Mercury entering Aquarius as well. Mercury is the news and it is the media. So we're going to get confusing messages and things are definitely going to be moving back and forth. So definitely try to be discerning, definitely cross-reference, be open to multiple news outlets and, um, and just try to keep your mind open, you know, try to keep your mind expanded. And the other thing that I'll say about this, and I meant to mention this earlier about the planets moving out of Capricorn into Pisces, is that our attention is going to be moving away from the pandemic, and it's going to be moving towards conflict globally. Because, you know, things have been happening in Capricorn and in Aquarius with Shadabisha, all about healing and health. It's going to be moving into Purva Bajrapada, Uttara Bajrapada. So again, we've talked about the symbology of the Bajrapadas. Our attention and awareness is going to begin moving from the pandemic towards these other global events. And we will continue to see that through the rest of the year. I know that people have varying opinions about this. I don't think that the pandemic is going to be something that we are 
paying as much attention to. We're going to have other things that we're needing to worry about as well. So, and I definitely spoke about this on some podcast somewhere. It was either on Liz Roberta's, Whitney's, or mine. <laughs> I keep saying this. I need to find the podcast where I was talking about that. But anyway, have that on your radar. And I do just want to say that we are moving through an incredibly difficult time. And I just want to remind everybody about mental health and what happens, you know, when we are listening to the news, when we are watching difficult stimulus, when we're moving through an incredibly difficult time. You know, I know that I have listeners all over the world. And so first of all, I just hope that you're safe wherever you are. I hope that you have the necessities that you need. I hope that you are in a shelter and I hope that you are free from harm and safe from harm. I just wish nothing more than that. And if you are safe, you know, if you're not in one of these countries that's experiencing so much difficulty right now, just doing what we can, showing up, offering support, offering charity, doing what we can to um, support the cause that we believe in and to support people. Because again, broad scale of things, zooming way out beyond politics, beyond ideology, beyond belief system. We are all individuals and we are all wanting love and connection and safety. So is it possible, you know, to show up human to human at this time, whatever that looks like? Um, finally, taking care of mental health, being really mindful about how much you're reading, what you're looking at, what you're absorbing, and try to make sure to get time in the sun, away from the screen, out in nature, get some greenery, take off your shoes, walk in the grass, play with your pet. If you feel overwhelmed, turn off the electronics, get outside, get fresh air. So again, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this served you well. I'm going to go get fresh air and sunshine with my dog, <laughs> try to knock myself out of this funk. And I will talk to you all very soon. So again, if you would like to hear weekly horoscopes, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. My website is innerknowing.yoga. I'd love to see you on Instagram, astrology now underscore podcast. And I think that that's it. I'll talk to you all very soon. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.